This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The Jewish people, we've been compared to glass. You can shatter us, but when the heat is on, we melt and we can be reformed into a new and bigger intact entity. We are always breakable and broken and whole. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. There's a deep message about the Jewish people that we learn by noticing that the holiday of Yom Hazikaron, which is the Day of Remembrance, is followed immediately by Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which is Israel's Independence Day. Yom Hazikaron, Israel's Memorial Day, is held on the fourth day of the month of Iyar. Israeli Knesset, which is the parliament, declared this as a day of remembrance for those who lost their lives in the ongoing struggles that led to the establishment of the State of Israel. It's a memorial day for the fallen soldiers of the wars of Israel and victims of actions of terrorism. It also remembers all military personnel who were killed while in active duty in the IDF, the Israel Defense Force. On Yom HaZikaron, there are ceremonies in the schools and in the public spaces and in the cemeteries. There's a siren by night and then another one by day that brings traffic to a stop as Israelis collectively bow their heads and remember. The mood is somber and sadness is like a tangible entity. Remember that in a country the age and size of Israel There's far less than six degrees of separation. Everyone knows someone who died to protect or sanctify the state of Israel. Everyone has experienced that loss. There's a wave of pain that crashes one over top of the other as the nation's grief is compounded by its proximity to each other's stories and shared experience. And yet... These two days are joined back-to-back, despite their profound differences in tone and emotion. If Yom HaZikaron is deeply somber, Yom HaZikaron is like an explosion of joy. On the most basic level, they're joined in recognition that Israelis owe the independence and the very existence of the Jewish state to the actual soldiers who sacrificed their lives for it. But how can an entire nation of grieving hearts make that sundown switchover from moments of silence and somber ceremonies to wild festivity so seamlessly? How do they go from sadness to celebration, from utter crisis to rebirth? So the nature of life often means dealing with the paradox of being both broken and whole at once. It's a sign of maturity and of living in reality to understand that life can be both broken and whole simultaneously, and that one emotion does not necessarily cancel out the other. This is illustrated in the Torah in a very remarkable way. The Mishkan, 
was the traveling sanctuary that the Israelites carried through the desert, and it contained the Ark of the Covenant, and inside that Ark were not just the whole and intact tablets with the Ten Commandments engraved upon them, but also the broken shards of the first set of commandments that God had inscribed upon. Let me explain. We learn that Moses brought down the first set of tablets only to see the people worshiping and dancing around an idol, the golden calf. And the people, well, they had miscalculated Moses' return time, and they felt like they were abandoned. They didn't have a leader. So they built this idol in a desperate search for a place to focus their energies, despite having already learned that idolatry was prohibited. Moses sees this, and he smashes those tablets. We all saw the movie. But they didn't discard the broken pieces. No, the broken shards were gathered up and held aside. And we learn that Moses went back up that mountain to plead for the Jewish people. And on the day that was actually the day of Yom Kippur, he brought back a second set of tablets and that we were forgiven, that there was a new beginning. And when we left our encampments to travel, both the broken and the newly hewn ones traveled together inside that ark. And so it is in the journey through life, my friends, in the arcs of our own hearts. Sometimes it feels as if we're carrying both broken and whole. Who hasn't dealt with the paradox of having one child blissfully succeeding while another is floundering and adrift? Who hasn't felt tremendous misery at home alongside tremendous success at work or vice versa? Who among us hasn't been forced to sit in the paradox of competing emotions, of feeling both gratitude and misery simultaneously? You know, we Jewish people, we sit Shiva for seven days after a death, and then we get up from it by taking a walk around the block. We return to life. In the concentration and DP camps, people actually married. They had entirely new families post-war after having lost their first family, You see, the Jewish people, we've been compared to glass. You can shatter us, but when we're heated up, when the heat is on, well, we melt and we can be reshaped and we can be reformed into a new and bigger intact entity. We are always breakable and broken and whole. As Israelis mourn their dead in fullness, with the added comfort of feeling surrounded by family, by people who do understand their pain and share it with them, they are then able to celebrate that which was died for, that which was fought for, the state of Israel. You know, the Jewish people and the land of Israel are one heart, sometimes broken. But as Leonard Cohen once so famously said, there is a crack in everything. It's how the light gets in. And as Tevye so famously sang in Fiddler on the Roof, God would like us to be joyful even when our hearts lie panting on the floor. So how 
can we in the diaspora outside of Israel commemorate and celebrate Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzma'ut? Well, to begin with, we can remember that the state of Israel is our homeland, and our engagement and attachment to it, our ability to visit it, to move to it, to love it, rides on the backs of those who have fought and died for it. We can stop and we can remember them. We can do acts of kindness. We can give charity, tzedakah, in the intention of elevating the souls of those who died for that land. We can grieve with deep empathy for the loss of our brothers and sisters who in many ways keep not just Israel, but all Jews around the world safe. And we have done that, and when we do it fully, we can then celebrate what they fought and died for. So make an Israeli-themed dinner. Listen to Israeli music. Go to community celebrations. Create your own. If there isn't one in your area, go and buy Israeli products. Seek out and wear Israeli fashion. Have some hummus. But most of all, we can remember that as it is in Israel, so it is everywhere. Hearts are shattered but can be repaired. Lives are upended, but can be rebuilt. And you can carry both the broken and the whole inside of the ark of your own heart. This week, mark these two days on your calendars and make the time to contemplate that both loss and victory can be simultaneous. That we can sit in the gray because we're Jews. And that's how we were made. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.